1: Judge Mazzo, if I can get my machine right, I've been fighting with it here. See if we can get it to go the way it's supposed to. Wish me luck here. You know, when some people fix something, it falls apart again with a week. You know these people, who these people are. They fix something, it falls right apart. You might even be married to one of these people, and you might know exactly who I'm talking about here. But there are other masters of the tool chest who are able to make minor adjustments. Well, they last forever. These minor adjustments last forever in their homes. Their secret is called the temporary repair. When they put something up, they don't intend for it to last. But nothing lasts like a temporary repair. You know, if you hang a door with nails on one hinge just so it'll hang there good enough till you can find some screws to do, the, to do the job right. And it'll be swinging contentedly there the day you die. If you'd put screws in the hinges, if you'd done the job right, the door wouldn't have fit and the screws would have worked themselves out and you would have lived with a door that stuck for years until it fell off and dropped on the dog. Knock down a wall in your kitchen and put up some good solid sheetrock or plaster. Do a good job. The cat will claw it down before you ever get around to paint it. But you know, if you put a piece of plastic in your smashed out car window, you know, just to keep the wind out till you can get over to the junkyard to buy a window to fix it right, that plastic will be there the day you park the old clunker out in the backyard and use the door as a target. If you really want something that will hang in there forever, the rule to remember in Maine is nothing lasts like a temporary repair.
2: I was right out of my head the way you described it. He said, I'd be better than life. I didn't listen to his job, I knew all along that he was all wrong, and I knew that he thought I was crazy, but I'm not. Oh no. My list told me that I was right out of my head. He said, I need treatment, but I'm not that easily led. He said, I was the type that was most inclined. Went out of his sight to be out of my mind, and he thought, i was not snow Maurice ranza see as a child i appeared a little bit wild with all my crazy ideas but i knew what was happening i knew that i was a genius what's so strange when you know that you're a wizard at three i knew that this was meant to be when i heard little children were supposed to sleep tight. That's why I drank a fifth of vodka one night. My parents got frantic, didn't know what to do. But I saw some crazy scenes before I came to. Now, do you think I was crazy? I may have been only three, but I was swinging. They often did it, they often Edison and also Einstein. But why should I feel sorry? They just couldn't understand the reasoning and the logic that went on in my head. I had a brain. Used to laugh at me when I refused to ride on all those double-decker buses because I was no driver on the That I was right out of my head the way he described it. He said I'd be better dead than life. I didn't listen to his jive. I knew all along that he was all wrong. And I knew that he thought I was crazy, but I'm not oh no. My little told me that I was right out of my head. But I said, Dear doctor, I think that it's you instead because I've got a thing that's unique and new. It proves that I'll have the last laugh on you. Cause instead I wanted I got two and you know two heads are better than one
1: That was Foggy Foggy who lives down Bathway and Nicole High recorded maybe ten or so years ago. Matthew Fogg on I like to play Maine people from time to time, find out what they're doing. Ten years ago, from time to time, some reporter from the Boston Globe will call me up and say, Hey, Humble, what's the difference between you people on the coast of Maine and the other folks who live 45 miles up country? And I'll tell him about the Boston man who retired and moved way up to Livermore Falls. He said he liked it up there, he felt safe up there because the mill had shut down and the only people in town were over 80. He chuckled to himself and he said that he didn't have to worry about an 80-year-old man messing with his wife. And that's the primary difference between Livermore Falls and Camden. George Masso, Dick Johnson in there, Marshall Wood, you might have seen him if you've ever been to Boston. Boston, New York and Hartford people very often laugh at those of us who live here on the main coast. But you know something? They wouldn't be able to earn a living up here. It's too different from anything they've ever experienced in downtown Roxbury. Think of the difference. Here in Maine, when you come back to work on Monday morning, all your tools and supplies are still there. More here on The Humble Farmer? Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. You might have read that six Washington County men were arrested in a burglary case. In the same paper, we read that six men were arrested for similar crimes in the Portland area. What has happened to the rugged individualism that we used to boast of here in Maine? Are corporate executives the only people left with the courage to go out and steal on their own? George Mazo here on the Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you again for listening. A young man seeking enlightenment once traveled to a faraway land and climbed a tall mountain where a wise old man reputedly dispensed wisdom while perched, of course, on a goatskin at the mouth of his cave. Upon finding the guru, the young man asked if he would tell him how to live a full and happy life. The sage said, If you want to truly appreciate 29 days of every month for the rest of your life, spend that one other day as a volunteer aid." for a kindergarten teacher? Yes.
0: About her. She rolls her socks and tells the joke That's nobody's business She's so lovely, she's so sweet When we dine I always treat How she can eat and eat and eat Is nobody's business She's a wow, lover, how Nobody's business Yes, she's my baby Now that's nobody's business I don't know what this baby's got But what she's got, she's got a lot Does she do the Charleston hot? That's nobody's business. How she can sing is nobody's business. She's got a car and a diamond ring, and that's nobody's business. She's got a cozy little flat. She's got this, she's got that. But where this baby got her at is nobody's business.
1: Ukulele Ike. You don't hear Ukulele Ike on the radio like you used to. And it came to pass that a newspaper reporter came to our very home to collect information for a story on me. And as you might expect, I tried to conceal the truth as much as I could, but as you know, I've never had any practice trying to conceal the truth, so I'm not very good at it. He asked me if he could talk to some of my radio friends, you know, to get an unbiased opinion from you that he could print in his newspaper. He asked me for your telephone number, because when I looked at my computer, all I had from many of my most articulate but faceless radio friends was an email address. Unless they're in business, you know, most people don't extend to friends the courtesy of appending their mail and address and telephone number to the bottom of each email. So I emailed a few select friends and said, Lucky for you, I didn't have your phone number because a telephone, re- a newspaper reporter wanted to get the dirt on me from you. I got a few nice letters back to forward to this reporter, and I'm going to read for you one of the more poetic replies which came from Matthew in Kennebunkport. Is what Matthew said. The humble farmer is many, many things, wise, eccentric, witty, provincial, and worldly. Scotland's show is filled with simple beauty and, like a dew-speckled spider web, its wonder cannot be understood through analysis. As with Howard Cosell, humble tells it like it is, except, of course, for when he tells it like it isn't. Scoglin's taste in music is impeccable. Claire Channel and other faceless national radio monoliths could take their cues from Humble and play a little more Django Reinhardt with a little less Brittany Spears. In essence, Humble's show is real and original. Humble himself is a real, original person, not a personality. Shows like Scoglin's may be a dying breed and we would all do well to appreciate such treasures while they are with us. What <laughs> he said? Dying breed? Was that a nice thing to say? I want you to know that at my age I'm doing more dying than breeding. So in the morning do doo-doo-doo, <groans> George Mazo I see that's an Irving Berlin tune. A year or two ago on july seventh I see in my diary that I was running my furnace because it was so cold in the house I couldn't type at my computer. I started out with a hot drink, but Let's get serious, you know. When it's 51 degrees outside and rainy with a wind blowing, just putting on a woolly hat and a snowmobile suit inside the house won't do the job for an, for an old man who's barely putting out life signs. I live on the main coast, a part of the world where, when it comes to temperature, records are constantly being broken. Interestingly enough... There are always cold records. The coast of Maine never breaks any records when it comes to heat. John Thyssen, wasn't that nice? John Thyssen was in my sister's Sonia's class at the Eastman School of Music in 1956. And Monhegan is an island which is 10 or so miles off the coast of St. George, Maine, where I live. Unless the weather has been very, very cold, one goes down to Monhegan in a boat. The Monhegan boat is the Laura Bay, and when I creep aboard the Laura B to go down to Monhegan, I go back aft in the cabin, and I put some blankets on the seat, and I lie down, and I try to sleep. And every time I'd go to Monhegan, I did this for years and years without realizing why I did this. But the last time I went down to Monhegan, I saw two young boys trying to sleep on the boat. And it reminded me that around 60 years ago when I was in the Coast Guard in Rockland down on Sea Street, the only thing I wanted to do on the ship was hit the rack, which is, as you well know, another way of saying, drop in my tracks and get some sleep. Habits cultivated. Think about this. Habits cultivated when one is young, die hard. Are you an old sailor? Do you find that even after 60 years, Every time you get on a boat you still have an uncontrollable urge to hit the rack. The Hines. Almost time to get out of here. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you know, I'm here every week at this time, right here on your favorite station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Monhagen is a small island off the coast of Maine, and there are a dozen or so pickup trucks on Monhagen that are used to haul luggage from the boat up to one of the several hotels or the cottages for summer visitors or friends that come out there. And one does not register a motor vehicle on Manhigan because there are no state roads out there. But, as I said, there are several pickup truck workhorses, and on one of these pickup trucks, I once saw a bumper sticker that I would like to have, and this bumper sticker said, "'Save a shirt, eat your lobster naked.'